Talk brunch. Served hot. Well, let's start things off a little bit differently today, I think, would be a good idea. Talk Brunch Live. Happy Valentine's Day. How many of you are not getting laid and are in fact sleeping alone? Show of hands for a giveaway. No? Me? <laughs> That'll be a giveaway. We have something to give away here, right? We'll give away the, the results. How about that? We'll give away the results. You uh, won. Congratulations. Yeah. Normally, I would give my speech about uh, earning being together, but sometimes you're alone. Uh, it's been a rough year. Sometimes it's not your fault. So hopefully, if you're with someone be happy about it if not uh, keep swinging you eventually make it NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day 2021 post show Rick Dara Destin Frazier shout out to the chat what's up Destin what's going on it's TakeOver oh yeah TakeOver was tonight and we're here to bring you the results we're coming to you after the show has finished and we're shouting out all of you that are listening across all of the areas of iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, and of course the live feeds over at twitch.tv slash talkbrunch, talkbrunch.com, as well as of course now we're part of the Level Up program, facebook.com slash gaming slash talkbrunch. Don't forget to go there for all of that stuff. Thanks for joining us for uh, this night, NXT TakeOver. Very... uh audacious of the wwe to decide to not only have a pay-per-view on valentine's day but to have it on valentine's day and one of the catchphrases being the alternative to valentine's day huh <laughs> like, what kind of shit is that like what like, what do you mean the alternative did anybody ask for an alternative to valentine's day did you did i i i could, I could get laid or i could watch takeover like what nonetheless here we all are choosing takeoff right ain't that a bit something See, look, Stasis has the, the spirit of Valentine's. She chose dicks. She chose dicks. That's smart. We chose wrestling. <laughs> if you know the other work, it doesn't fuck them, Joe. Like, wow. It just worked itself out. You know, you got to be able really to stack did. them. Everything just lined up. It was great. Uh, I do what I can. I do what I can. So anyway, as you guys know, on the Monday shows at 11.30 p.m. every week after our Eastern time, cheap plug there, we normally go over the weeklies and give you the ratings. But because this is an NXT takeover, we're first going to go into the NXT that essentially came before this, that led into this. This was NXT episode 442. Hard to believe that there were that many of them uh, from this past Wednesday. And there was a lot of interesting stuff. I have to say this has become my favorite American wrestling program. They have a mixed plate. The wrestling's the best on the planet, in my opinion. NXT, the brand as a whole. I think right now these are the best wrestlers on the planet. And uh, I think that one of the reasons, because we were talking in the chat room, I wasn't I was going to wait until Monday to bring this up. But uh, EB and Willie were, and then they were talking about it. And uh, in 
regards to uh, what was the guy's name? The one that didn't come over here again? Uh, Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel, right. So Trey Miguel, we were talking about that, and it, it dawned upon me watching uh, the programming this week that a lot of the time these guys, they might choose not to go to NXT because as good and as talented as they are, they might just be in over their head. And this is no disrespect to the other brands, but right now NXT is the only brand I see where you have to really be special. And that says a lot because we've had a lot of great classes come through there. But you have to really be special currently in NXT to make it. And I'm not saying there's a rule where they're going to be like, well, what do you do? They will give everyone a fair shake. But I'm saying when you look at the talent that's coming through there right now, even like the bottom of the card, everyone has stuff that they do that no one before them has ever done. Everyone, the girls, the ninja girl, everyone is uh, is operating on a level of top tier material, top tier bodies of work. And and that's no disrespect to the other guys in the indies, but I'm just saying that you need to be more than just really good in the indies, I think, at this point to be in NXT. Everyone is really good in the indies if you're wrestling at this point. But for those guys, like at the end of the day, and I'm not saying that this was the case with Trey Miguel, but I'm saying there are a lot of people that might have just thought, you know what, like for the kind of performances that they're bringing, not even just counting the takeover, we're talking the Wednesday shows, everything for the kind of performances that they're bringing. I may just not be able to perform at that level all the time because I, I have to say like they to me, this is top tier. Yeah. You know? And I even said to myself, truth be told, when I looked at it, when I looked at the Rascals in, in DNA, Trey was the one I never, ever really noticed that much. And, and and again, no disrespect to anyone because talent is great across the board right now. But if I was a wrestler, which obviously I'm not, and I was a Trey, and I felt like I was really good, but I didn't feel like I had the level of talent that, uh, or I just didn't really think I had something exceptional to bring to the table, I'd rather be somewhere like AEW or MLW or even Impact where there's still a chance for me to go a little, you know what I mean? Learn a little bit more, grow a little bit more. Than to go into NXT where everyone here, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, but everyone here is functioning on a high level. You know, like there's no one, Austin Gray, you know what I mean? Everyone, everyone is on like such a high level. So this is the most competitive brand right now, man. This is, this is swimming with the sharks. Oh yeah. You really look at the wrestling, like this is straight up just swimming with the sharks, dude. So, you know, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, but yeah, this was a go-home show to take over Vengeance Day. So. Yeah, pretty crazy go-home show because we had the Dusty yeah. Rhodes, which we still had that from the voting, the Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic 2021 semifinal match, which was MSK, Nash Carter, and Wesley. Speaking of Incredible versus Legado del Fantasma, Joaquin Wild and Rome Mendoza. Um, MSK went over with their finisher. I don't know. You'll have to tell me what the hell yep. that was. It is basically a blockbuster spinebuster combination. Yeah, so basically uh, Nash Carter holds you up in the spinebuster position, and then Wesley comes in with basically a hot, a jumping blockbuster. They haven't, I don't think they've named the move yet, but it but is one of the 40,000 things that you have to rewind watching this tag team. But it's an incredible, they're an incredible team, and that, that's an incredible move. They do so much shit that other teams don't do. Their whole move set at this point is stuff other teams don't do. Yeah, and obviously we're going to be here to talk about TakeOver, but before I even get to the TakeOver, there are a few things during this that I'd like to just bring up uh, because these things are going to play into their other match anyway, but I just figured we have the spots here in front of us. This would have been on the Monday. Uh, but just look at a few things 
that these guys did that were just completely outrageous. <laughs> this is fucking nuts. Yeah, like for example, in the back head. of his head. Come on, guys, you can't do this. Oh no! Oh. You gotta be kidding me! Look at that shit. Like what the fuck? Do you know the level of trust you have to have to say, "Hey, I'm gonna backflip on the ring apron." You just push me when I'm perfectly upside down. Yeah, tell me about it. And they do shit like this on a regular basis. Yeah. Oh, they do. They really do. There was another crazy. Let me get I'm not even done here yet. There was some other crazy shit after that. Look at this. We one. gotta be careful. We'll be here all night talking breaks things yeah. up. Carter had to be in there. This one's at a Watch blistering pace, but this one was over. It went for that break. Watch All right, the sequence. So the midsection they put, picks him up. Carter on the shoulders of Mendoza. Tag was made. In comes Wild. Like, I don't know, Fantasma. What is on Wild's mind? Two, four, one. Oh, Wesley just got the knees. No one cares about their lives. Nobody cares a you sign up in NXT, you made it clear that at that point you don't give a shit about your life. <laughs> if she dies, he dies. Like, no one cares about their lives. Maybe that's why some people don't go to NXT. They're scared to go over there. Like, it's, like yeah. you motherfucker don't give a shit about my life over here. What? This was the match that made me realize why some people go and some people don't. And I'm not saying it's specifically the dude that decided he wasn't going to come with them, Trey Miguel. But what I'm saying is that watching this and the fact that because a lot of people who didn't know these guys, including myself to some extent, because I don't watch them, I didn't pay attention to them that often. were wondering why were they getting this fast push? And then you watch Wednesday and it get answered immediately. You didn't even have to wait until takeover. It was like, oh, wow, this is like one of those things where it's like maybe not the same notoriety or popularity, but this is almost like an AJ Styles level situation where it's like you get someone where you kind of go, are you going to not push them? Right. Like NXT had no other option. With MSK, because the thing about it is, especially other people who they endured Impact for as long as they did, they endured them long enough to have known who the rascals were. And when you hear two of them are coming, you could have had just one and they'd have been sold. Yeah, definitely. Like so. this tag, te- this tag team is like a, it's like I said in the chat room tonight. MSK is like a is like a video game with all the cheats on. It really is. God mode, low gravity, infinite lies, infinite ammo. Fuck it, turn them all on. Yeah, nah, it it really, really is. Like, there's there's some crazy stuff with that. Uh I only want to talk about things on this take. We'll leave the rest of the Wednesday stuff for when we talk about it on Monday. If it doesn't pertain to this or any of the uh Boa Zaili stuff, remind me. because uh, that was great too. But going into more of the stuff for it pertains tonight, Gargano, which this is fantastic. The, this was the best. The dirt this sheets. Record. This was my favorite part of the week, by the way. Ringside news is where I saw it. I don't know if it was anywhere else, but whatever. The dirt sheets got worked by WWE with the Gargano angle because what was it? Noon? Was it around noon Wednesday? It was. It was noon on Wednesday. Ringside, which by the way, I don't know if some of you guys have been hearing out there. Ringside has quite the shit rep lately, but uh, Ringside had reported that Johnny Gargano was injured. In Austin Theory was going to replace him at TakeOver. They didn't even wait for NXT. They said, no, get it out there. Boom. Um, Maybe you guys should wait next time. Yeah, because they're, so I, I, we see this floating around the dirt sheets, the Gargano, uh, the, the whole injury thing. And he shows up in a wheelchair being carried to the ring by the rest of the way because he's unable to walk due to his broken arm. So here, there's a broken arm. Killed 
And I think they made it that much of a hokey, ridiculous angle because they were working the dirt sheets. Because look how silly they look, reporting their Gargano and the, and the injury. And he's being wheeled to the ring because of a broken arm. And he's wor- obviously he's part of the, the angle. And uh, I thought that was really great. Kushida's in the group polls with him. Remember, he kind of winds up in the... He's standing alone with him. I how long it took him to notice him. Yeah, and the theory's just and you know what the best part is? The part that killed me. Did you catch Regal almost corpse? No, I did not. Did he really? When, 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 when he was mentioning... Um, I can't remember what it was he was saying to them. But I guess he said something about Kushida would be disappointed. And he chuckled just a little bit. It's so faint. If you're not really listening for it, you don't hear it. But he almost broke, and it was so funny. Because <laughs> fucking Kushi is just sitting there, just casually. Nobody fucking sees him there. <laughs> awesome. yeah, I love how natural theory was about it. Because he made the gesture over to him, and you could tell it hadn't registered. Like, fuck, he's right here. <laughs> yeah, and then that, of course, led to the Ember and uh, Shotzi uh, babyface running later at this, right? Like right when, right when Theory's beating the hell out of him in the ring. Yeah, they came in. They said, "Fuck it, we're not waiting for the entrance. We'll just start the match now." Yeah, that is ridiculous. So uh, this brings us to the uh, women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic 2021 semifinal match. Which, by the way, later on when we get to the pay per view, the uh, poll percentages aren't going to reach 100 percent because your teams are getting eliminated. We put the polls from last week, so there were four teams to choose or three teams depending on the match, and they get eliminated here. So just to answer later on, if you don't understand, don't worry. I mean, it's not that important. But anyway, women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic 2021 semifinal match: Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart going up against the Way members of Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell with the finish being Shotzi's coffin drop onto the back of Indy who's who's essentially uh protecting Candice like she puts yeah. herself on like in harm's way which it doesn't really help much yeah cuz she wasn't even legal yeah no she wasn't but the funny thing about it is literally right before this happened Candice got hit with an eclipse and she sold the eclipse better than I've ever seen because it looked like she got killed Wow. She got hit with that eclipse and it looked like the lights are on, but not a soul was home. Yeah, not good at all. By the way, shout out to Barrett calling Candace LeRae Candace Michelle. Oh my God. I'm going to correct himself on a whoops. Not Candace Michelle, I, know you've been, I know you've been gone a hot minute, but damn, man. Yeah. But that tightrope Hurricane Rana she did the, the, to, the, to downstairs, uh, if I'm even saying it correctly, let's check it out here. I thought this was capitalizing. Ember Moon. Tripped up by Indy Hartwell. You talk about Look innovative offense, Beth. What's Candace LeRae doing? LeRae walking the top rope, wiping out the opposition. You see how crazy these <laughs> girls are, man? What the hell? You Not know? a soul in that match gave me shit about they, whatever. Don't miss the Wednesday stuff, you know, for anyone who's doing it. Don't sleep on one of these brands. You can't be a wrestling fan and sleep on NXT specifically, in my opinion. I know there's a lot of new shiny stuff out there, but when I'm seeing a lot of the stuff here, like this is this is top level stuff here, you know, as far oh, yeah. as that move goes. Next, we had uh, Ember and Shotzi. They did that double team. This was a little bit sloppy looking. I don't know what the hell they were going for. But that's the thing. Someone needs to reel her in a little bit because every now and then this girl uh, just goes a little wild. Way so far tonight, Candice would love to change the fortune here in the closing moments. Johnny said no more puns. No, forget the puns right now. Because Ember misses on whatever that was going to be. Still looks good, but they're trying innovative offense. So every now and then you're gonna get something that looks uh that looks yeah. a little bit weird, you know. Certain moves like that, you kind of moves like that tend to get better as time goes on because they kind of get everything down just a little bit more. Yeah, 
And uh, Cam, this this is I don't I'm starting these these suiciders, man. These suiciders here. Um, Oh, he dies. Watch this. Hartwell on the way now. Maybe putting the finishing touches on Ember Moon. Is this what it's going to take to advance to the finals? He does that, which was pretty dope. But then this. He almost died. Almost died. Like, don't try to Phoenix this shit. Where like Phoenix will hit the freaking stomp for the package pile driver, and then just go. Like, oh, when you said don't find try to Phoenix this shit, I thought you meant like don't be killed and have to be risen from the dead. Nah, nah, this is Lucha Underground. They don't do that here. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you want to laugh, watch that fucking angle. It was great. But yeah, like, because I know what she was going for. Because we've seen Phoenix do that spot a million times where he'll hit a move and then instantly just shoot into the dive. The problem with that is if you can't generate that kind of speed, it's not going to work out well. No, no, it is not. Because no, Phoenix not. can do Phoenix does that because when he hits, he can literally go from zero to like two hundred in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like Candace was once I saw Candace starting to run, I was like, "Oh, she doesn't have enough speed. She doesn't have enough speed." I was like, "I hope the God shot. She's close enough." Yeah. So, moving along in this, because I know you guys want to get to the pay per view, had the singles match of Kushida against Austin Theory being accompanied by Johnny Gargano, with the finish being it wasn't even so much of a finish. They had this whole ending part where Theory. He somehow winds up under the ring and Gargano's going to pull him free. But when he goes to pull him, predictably, it's Dexter Loomis under the ring and he scares the hell out of him. But then behind him, Austin Theory comes out of the ring and he thinks he's talking to Gargano. He looks to his side and he's like, oh, you didn't get me. But when he looks, it's Loomis and they're both scared. Uh, um, yeah, more and more everyone, everyone who's whoever he feuds with becomes scared of him. Yeah, pretty much. Kushida uh, wins by DQ. Mm hmm. Uh. It comes into play for takeoffs. I'll just mention Cameron Grimes is rich now thanks to the GameStop Reddit situation. He comes out, he has a bunch of money and shit. And uh, <laughs> I popped so hard when he talked about GameStop. What's up, like, Joe? Yeah. What's up, Joe? In the chat, I have your chat up now. I didn't. Hey, I didn't have hey. all the other chat rooms up before. I was kind of running behind here, but yes, thank you for being here. Uh, but the stuff that I was saying, I stand by everything that I said. Because uh, apparently the rumors going around, at least according to you guys in the chat room, I don't really read the dirt sheets until tomorrow's show, so I don't know. But what I'm hearing is that this is a shoot, that the guy actually did use the GameStop situation in Reddit to make himself money. And uh, if that's the case, then they decided to put this shoot into the angle, which uh, that to me is incredible. It's like the American dream. He's like the ultimate superpower. To me, like I could die happy to achieve a goal like that. Imagine if you're if you became a wrestler who got to wrestle for NXT, the best brand in America right now. And then you used Reddit to fuck over GameStop and get stocks. And then they put that into your angle. Like I said before, I would need to double up on jeans to cover the erection that I would be walking around with as the wrestler whose gimmick and shoot description is that I'm rich off of GameStop stocks thanks to Reddit. Like, that is that is high level. High level. So good for Cameron Grimes. And I'm glad that even though he had nothing to do with Vengeance, they just decided to throw it in there. Right. Like both, Wednesday and, both Wednesday and, and before we reached there. So fantastic. I thought that was awesome. Next, you get Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic 2021 semifinal match of the men's side with Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa going up against the grizzled young veterans of James Drake and Zach Gibson with the finish being the grizzled young veterans going over with a ticket to mayhem. 
So thus eliminating, to my surprise, man, eliminating Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. I believe that was forty percent of the vote. Um, that yeah, I kind of right wasn't surprised just because of how long Grizzly Young Red have been a team. Yeah, I uh, I wonder too, like if they were actually going to do this Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa thing, where it almost feels like cheating on Gargano. <laughs> You know, like, is he going to really have two awesome tag team members? You don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Don't right. be like, I hate to say it, but don't be like a Kane. Or who else could we say that about? Don't be a Ziggler. Uh, Kane, you know what Ziggler, I mean? Big Show. Well, no, Ziggler's you know, never entertained. Don't be a Jericho. Well, don't be a tag team slut. I love how that's a thing now. Like, thanks to thanks to Guevara, right? Don't be a tag team slut. You see, that's what I mean. Like, that's that's the stuff that... Uh, James Storm was another one. Yeah, don't be one of those. Like, again, when you really think about time, it... Uh-huh. At the same time, I can almost see it as a good thing, too, because that just proves, like, you can kind of work with just about anybody. It does, but that's not as good of a story as the story of Gargano and Ciampa and the chemistry that they have and the things that they did together and coming from the Indies and that whole the feud. Like, you can't just do that again, you know? Like, you only get one of those. Like, now that he had that, I don't care how good it is with Timothy Thatcher, it should never really amount to anything. Just to hold the sanctity of, like... The original tag team, and he doesn't need yeah, that. But they killed, they, they killed that off, and now we got Dance and Johnny and his children and shit. They killed it off for now. Oh, oh they that, that shit. I, I don't know if they managed to bring that back. I wouldn't even see the purpose of everything they've done now. I mean, the whole point. Like is these guys fought in an empty arena, and his wife kicked him in the nuts. Like you don't go back from that. That's like thinking back in the day that you were never going to see Triple H and Sean again. You know, it's gonna gonna happen. Like inevitably, this will they'll do something. They'll be involved in some way. So. You know, I just think it adds to the story for him not to be someone who over the years has a bunch of tag team partners. They were just showing the thing on the network about Farouk and Bradshaw and how much they meant to each other. It wouldn't have made the same amount of sense if after um, Bradshaw, like Farouk, then had like a long run with D'Lo. You know what I mean? Then it wouldn't be as meaningful. Like when you go back and look at the documentary and talk about the APA, be like everyone will always go, but then he had a great run with D'Lo. And then the Ruthless Aggression era, him and D'Lo were blow down. You know, you don't want that. I'm so mad at that fucking name. Damn. <laughs> see, 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 that name alone makes me want Gargano and fucking John would never get back together just so we don't have this blowdown. As a matter of fact, when you look at it in the Attitude Era, they don't get credited enough, but D'Lo and Mark Henry, when the rest of the nation broke up, stood a tag team and they were a pretty good tag team. Not only were they a good tag team in the ring, but when you go back and look, D'Lo was like his buddy. When he was doing that China angle, didn't he make him a chauffeur and shit? Like he was like the best uh, friend really, sidekick. I was really watching whole... Stone Cold podcast when they talked about that. You know, but I mean, when you, when you go back and look at that angle, they don't get acknowledged for it enough as being a good tag team. Maybe that's because of the fact that, ironically, D-Lo then went and did Lowdown. Remember that team, Lowdown? Oh, my God, yeah. There was remember. another guy in it that sucked, right? No, it wasn't even it was, it was one of the headbangers in him, and the two of them were Tiger Ali, I think, was it? And they all wore turbans and shit and were called Lowdown. <laughs> that was a bad fucking idea. You see, you don't want to just tag team someone again once they get it right once. Yeah, but then again, it's just... It's being too cautious, I feel That was like. the one where, uh, where we heard the rumor that, like, Dilo didn't want to do it, and Vince said something to him, like, you're going to put these fucking turbans on and go out there, or something like that. <laughs> Look what happened. But uh, either way, it turns out that they made the right choice, so... I don't know, maybe I'm just looking at it from a sense of, like, if I'm looking at Chompa's personality now, does he always want to be known as, hey, you're the guy who teams with Gargano? No, but I don't think he wants to also be known as the guy who just teams with different people in NXT either and wins and win the Dusty Rhodes Classic and then wins the tag titles and feuds with them again. That'd be even worse, you know? I, I think that the Tommaso Ch- Ciampa thing and the Timothy Thatcher was cool to tease it and then just, like, kill it. And then also, we can't always have that. Every time we have a great feud, the people become buddies and become tag team champions. That gets old. Neither one of them really need that right now. 
you know it would have been exciting to see only because to be honest with you i'm not really i don't really i'm not really too into the grizzly young veterans i, I kind of feel like been since they left uk i kind of feel like almost anything is better than them so i would have taken timothy thatcher and champa just so that we don't have to have them because they're kind of dry to me and yeah they get a few good high spots in here they have their big things that they get in that look really good whenever they go to the top they have some really good shit Whenever they're not on the top, which we'll talk about a little bit more during the takeover, it's a lot of forearms and elbows and rest holds. See, it's another case of like they were better in UK. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I didn't see so many rest holds over in UK. Yeah. Either way, that eliminates. They cut them loose a little bit more over there. I don't know. Yeah, but either way, that eliminates Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa from the Dusty Rhodes 2021 semifinals. And uh, that drops, I believe, about 40%. I'm not going to tell you the percentages of the people that get dropped, but just remember that's why it doesn't equal 100 when we get to the other polls because those teams are now eliminated going past Wednesday. Now, that brings us to the kickoff crap, right? That's what everybody looks for. Yeah. The kickoff crap. What they had, they had, uh, what's his name? Your homie. Eli Drake. Now, L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight. What is that, man? I'm not sure about the name change. I guess maybe because Eli Drake was an impact thing and they want to wash that stink off him. I don't know. but Yeah, so they got LA Knight here. Someone, I forgot who, but I saw on Twitter when I was scrolling, somebody put that the WWE name generator sucks and to just let the, guy be, let the guy be Eli Drake. <laughs> Imagine that, right? That's what they do, right? They, they, they're the WWE's the equivocal of when you land on your character creation screen. And they're that guy. You always have that friend who doesn't care about that and just presses random and okay. Motherfucker comes out with all kinds of fucked up shit and wonder what happened. Like, they're just random and okayed Eli Drake. It's like, bet you hit random. What the fuck do you think happened? Man? Does that bother you when that happens? You have like a friend who'll go to that screen and it's just like, blah. And you just keep going. See? <laughs> you know what the bad part is? You're one of those friends because you do it with the 2K game. And I'm like, but there's so much shit. See, like me, I'm the kind of person where I will look at almost every like like when I made my first cyberpunk character, it took me fucking twenty minutes. <laughs> but you know what bothers me? The reason I do it with the two K games is because of the fact that I don't wanna I never wanna be my own character in a two K game. To me, the whole purpose of playing a wrestling game is you get to be in the in the skin of the wrestlers doing wrestling things it's like their entire sell on that is imagine being yourself in a wwe world and that's already how it is that's me right now you know so it's kind of like uh no i don't really like creating characters that are supposed to resemble us or be us or be our character that we put their careers i've always hated career mode but when i when i mean i'm talking about like in most games people if you're going to be looking at it for 80 hours then don't i shouldn't look at your half cricket half grasshopper skinny man with a long beard and dress pants or whatever it is. You know? Stasis, why are you bringing up old shit? Stasis goes, how you get your gamer tag? I didn't even hit random. You, I just fucking looked You didn't even hit it random. Me. Random would have been the extra step. He just left it on whatever it, it, it generated for him. I, I didn't even hit random. I took less of a step to WWE. I said, fuck that's, it. That's boom. an amazing comparison. They're like, yeah, look at that. You literally, you let your name stay stay random. Imagine if that's you might have figured it out. Maybe that's what they do. They just fucking press start on Eli Drake's name. It's L.A. Knight. See, now I can understand the theme being is because it's the way he says his particular name. So I guess keeping with that theme. But I'm happy to see him. I haven't seen him in God. Last time I saw him, Impact still had some fans. Like he, he's maybe he's from Los Angeles and he's a big fan of Michael Knight. He liked Knight Rider. Big Kit fan. 
That'd be great, wouldn't it? I don't know. But that is an awful name, L.A. Knight. And Knight spelled with a K. He's a Knigget. You know, it's that kind Damn. of a knight. You know, like a knight who says knee. Not like knight, like the darkness. Oh, like L.A. Knight. At least L.A. Knight I could have somewhat went with. You know, because... Oh, so... The, the knight of L.A. Love. But no, he's he's L.A. Knight. Like, he's a Los Angeles armored person with a sword so and I did shield. actually, um... I did look it up, yeah. He is from L.A. And Knight might be because he likes uh, King Arthur. Because it's not uh, nighttime, it's night. I don't know why. I don't know. Well, he at least got half of it figured out. So. Yeah, he's going to have to put the rest of it together. Anyway, uh, let's look at this. I remember when I was a younger man, my first ever pay-per-view for WWE was the main And it was about that also- time... It was about that time oh. that we went ahead and injected a little bit of star power. Let me talk to you. I didn't know who he was until you said it, even though I've seen like him this. before. Don't worry about what I'm doing here. You go ahead and take I a saw, walk I in cell. Ain't nobody trying to hear your prepubescent voice. Right back over here. At least we got somebody with a little bit of bass in the voice. Do you see this guy? Uh, I'll let him do his But look, get it this way, Wade. Jesus. I ain't here to suck up to you. Because if you so much as look at me the wrong way, I'll drag your ass out of retirement just to walk you right back in. Cause I got the scoop. That's kind of fucked up. Standing here right now, you're seeing it. Oh, oh wait a minute! Hey, look at this awkward idiot standing here. Barstool Sports. That's hey, right. I, got, I got the scoop for you. Sports scoop. Tell all your friends. Well, give it to Make me. Make it go viral. It's right here. It's NXT. It's LA. It's LA Night. I just love that line. I'll drag you out of retirement just to walk your ass back in. It's <laughs> fucked up. Garrett and poor poor Barrett looks off. Uh, looks spent. He looked. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks more dejected than that time he broke his arm in, 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 in an air cardinal title match. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Oh, I can't believe you did that to him. <laughs> <laughs> Bish on his own takeover. <laughs> no, but uh, this dude has always been a really entertaining promo. I love that he still kept the mannerisms. I'm hoping he still does the dummy, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's he's going to be an interesting little addition, so. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, do you think wrestling-wise, going back to what we were saying earlier about how everyone on this company, on this brand right now is like top-tier talent doing amazing shit, do you think, what what's his amazing thing besides being obnoxious? So he is very talented. I don't know if he'll be able to keep up with some of the guys like the MSK, the faster guys. There are guys who are a little bit slower and more grounded that I think he might be better suited to work with. But I have seen him adjust depending on his opponent, so... It's like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen him, but I have hopes for him. Yeah, see, because I didn't, uh, I didn't pay a lot of attention. I've seen a few of his matches, but I don't know. He's a, he's a good, he's a good, um, very talented wrestler. So, okay. he, um, he, he definitely has, he, he'll definitely be able to hang in there, I think. Gotcha. All right. Well, guys, that being said, now we're on with the uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic going straight into NXT TakeOver Vengeance. Day, Vengeance Day. Don't forget that they try to do the thing to Valentine's Day, right? But anyway, now we're going on to the the pay-per-view officially, starting with the Dusty Rhodes Classic final match for the women. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. 80% of you saw Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez going over. None of you saw Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart going over. The finish to this is Raquel uh, throws Kai onto Shotzi for a splash and then finishes with her nasty one-handed powerbomb. Powerbomb poor Shotzi straight to hell. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, definitely incredible stuff. What were your thoughts overall in regards to this match? These bitches are fearless. I know, right? Some of the shit they did to each other. The spot that I swear to God, I fucking almost cringed on. It was... What was it? Yeah, um, Shotzi had Kai in an electric chair on the outside. And I love how fucking Ember just has that moment where, well, fuck it. She goes for a crossbody, like it's like a crossbody doomsday device, similar combination. The sound Kai made when she hit the floor, yeah. I was just like, yo, check her. Yeah, they, they these girls are physical. This was the match I didn't want to blink for because not not to say they're the best workers, even though there's some great workers here, but just because I knew everyone here was crazy. It was like, I want to watch the match. I don't want to miss any moves where everyone's crazy. I know that this group right. is real crazy. No one seems to care about their life. So that's like, the match I don't want to miss. About it is, look, Raquel's look at the most. Oh, my God. This <laughs> was nuts I mean? because you, you know what happened? When she hit the cage, I forgot that the cage was there. Yeah, they were not playing no, around with this. Me, this right? was major. There's some brutal shit going on here. And the bad you part know? is, like, Raquel's the most tame of the group, but only because she's the largest. Yeah. Um, you know what I was? I was slightly relieved, though, that I didn't see Ember's freaking high-speed suicide dive, though. I'm kind of done with the suicide dive, especially with Ember, who breaks all the time, you know. It was it always scared me because Ember had one of the safest ones, but it was because she went so fast. Mm-hmm. I was just like, because I know she was, she always hit it perfect, but I always in the back of my head, I was like, yo, she's going so fast. If she does that on the wrong person, she gets fucked. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of uh, Ra- Raquel manhandling Shotzi in this. I did like the nice slingshot splash from Ember. There was a lot of Shotzi actually using regular wrestling moves, uh, which I, I appreciate, you know, keep her on the ground a little bit. She was working Kai's knee with that clover leaf, And then at one point she hits the Boston crab. They even had that double team rolling her into the, into Ember's, uh, no, not even a figure four. It was like a heel hook. I believe uh, yeah, and yeah, then, a heel hook. And that essentially leads to Kai who's trying to drag herself into, in, into the tag, um, out of Ember's heel hook, but getting pulled away. Um, which I did love the tug of war between the two girls when in, in the middle of the ring with the heel hook where they're exchanging uh, kicks to try to break it and, and turn the tides. But here's my problem with this. And now no one really looks at these things with wrestling anymore. Were they trying to make Dakota Kai into a baby face? Because the funny thing is they weren't even. See, that's what I mean. Why is the heel getting her ass kicked that long for the hot tag? I'm sitting here watching this and I'm like, wait a minute. These girls have been the heels going into this entire thing. You guys are telling me that for your first sequence, for your first set of sequences, we're going to have uh, the fucking heel in a baby face, face position trying to get a hot tag. And then at one point, they do the whole thing where uh, where the, the ref doesn't see the, ba- the, the, the baby face tag like it was like a blind tag where he doesn't see it. And um, there was, it, the psychology of the match was uh was backwards and literally go back because i was i was thinking about this when i was watching it if you replace the booze with the cheers and vice versa the heels were just working like baby faces they didn't even bother to structure the match right like the psychology of the match they just dictated who was good and bad with the shitty thunderdome booze because watch the match and don't think about the sound because i normally don't and you'll see that the that the heels literally just had a baby face match you know, and I, I just thought that was interesting that you that you would have them work that way. 
There's a way you got to work like a is damn sure not to have Dakota Kai trying to get to her corner. And then when she does and she gets the hot tag, the only thing they did was they they, re, they replaced the pop that would have went there with a loud boo that would have went there. Go back and watch it. And then every time she was running around hitting all of her all of her overdrive shit, essentially, with the hot tag, it was just a bunch of a series of boos where it would have been popped. I just thought that was weird, a weird way to to structure the match. Uh, but nonetheless, it was a good good time to see Raquel getting to throw Ember's big ass around a bit because that just goes to show how strong she really is. Uh Raquel caught Shotzi out of the air, as you saw in that video, and she threw her into the barricade. I thought that was brutal. Um, there were some miscommunications. I don't know if this is like a foreshadow of a split or anything, but Gon- Gonzalez accidentally clotheslines uh, Kai at one point. Then Ember winds up shoving Kai into Gonzalez and then hitting her with like almost a famous style thing, which makes the other girl, I, I essentially think, DDT her partner or, or drive her yeah. partner, uh, more or less. Uh, but finally, the first heel thing happens in this. Kai distracts the ref from the two count. And I was proud of her. It was like, finally, are you, it's like you did something to remind everyone who doesn't watch this shit every week that you're a heel. Shotzi hits a top rope slice bread. Stupid fucking move. Don't do that. I don't care how good it looks. A fucking top rope slice bread. She basically lands on her head. She lands on her head. Suicide dive on Kai nearly wipes out there too. Oh, yeah. a, they, they see, it, it's like I've said for weeks. They know Shotzi is not going to die at this point. They don't give a shit. But you see what I mean? Like, that, that girl could land on her head, her head roll across the stage. It'd be like, nah, rub some dirt. She's all right. Dangerous spots, you know? Because they know they can't kill the girl. If I know that bitch ain't going to die, I don't give a shit what she does. They've already established, they have established at this point, Shotzi ain't going to die. Okay. Dangerous, dangerous spots. Uh, so uh, I believe, what was it that Shotzi hit? Was that a springboard Yoshi tonic? I want to say, I almost, want, almost don't yeah. want to say because then people piss me off. And I'm like, oh, you fucked up the movie. It was a springboard, right? And she hits over there when she yeah, came Yeah, yeah, it was a springboard uh, Yoji Tonic. Mm-hmm. Um, Ember did that cross body off the top. I think that's where you were talking about. Yeah, that, that was your spot that there. Fucking... The oh. that cross body um, into the doomsday device position. Um, I didn't, ex- I didn't They had to check her after, though. You see what I mean? You shouldn't have to check people after like that, man. That means the spot was too risky in the first damn place. You're checking to make sure she's not dead. Um, and of course, Kai hitting Shotzi with that chiropractor. Um, that was also like a like a head and neck bump that she took there. Someone needs to save that girl from herself. They really do. They're not. You know, because <laughs> if they were gonna do that, they did that when she did that cough and drop to the outside and almost snapped her neck a few months back. It's rough, dude. It's we rough. might as well establish at this point these girls are going to do dangerous shit. Apparently, and until somebody gets until somebody gets shoot hurt, nobody gives a shit. And at this point, especially with Shotzi, that's not happening because the bitch is indestructible. Yeah, tell me about it, man. It's ridiculous. The winners of the first ever women's Tokyo's Tag Team Classic, the Kudokai. So what do you think of these guys winning? What what's next for them? I mean, they won, so it'd be stupid to to, yeah. to split them up right now. But then they hey, they they are they're getting that tag title shot. So yeah, we'll have to see what what happens as far as after that goes. But yeah, I thought this was cool. This was I mean, this was one of the matches I was most looking forward to, just because I know I love the way everyone in this works, even with oh, a yeah. little criticism here and there aside. Like there was just a lot of goodness here, you know, definite feel good moment for the team. So very solid stuff, very solid. Uh, afterwards, they actually did a post interview, which we have here. See what the hell's going on, uh, with this. 
Dakota Raquel, congratulations. The winners of the first ever Women's Dusty Cup, where you earned a future WWE Women's Tag Team title opportunity. How does this feel? Mac, welcome Hello. back. Thank you. First of all, um, we told you this actually a few weeks ago. We weren't going to give our game plan away. Actions speak for themselves. We went out there and we did exactly what we said we were going to do. Dominate. Well, do you have a message for the current WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler? You know, Nia and Shayna have had some really tough battles, but they've never stepped into a ring with two women like us. Those WWE tag titles are going to be ours. Congratulations on tonight. Wait a minute. I didn't even think about that. Hmm. Did you hear what I heard? Yeah. Would you fucking... Who do you who do you do you think they're actually gonna win it from Shayna and uh, Nia? I'd rather them have it at this point. And then who's gonna take it from them, Lana? I don't know, but at this point, I'm bored with Shayna and fucking Nia. And at this so point, it would minute. be big. It would be a big deal as well because an NXT tag team has never won those titles. So that's what I'm saying. So they're gonna still be in NXT and on the other shows. Yeah, the women's tag champions can jump between the three shows. Right, but these girls. But, yeah, they could jump between the shows, or yet. yeah, or they could just be like, "No, if you want these titles, you're coming to NXT." That'll be interesting. It would be a change of pace for the damn bells, because I mean, they always say, "Oh, the NXT, the women's tag titles can jump between all three shows," but then they ever only ever have one, like one or two shows at a fucking time. So, yeah. Hmm. Wow, but yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed what what they have going on here. This is what I mean when I'm saying even they're like. All of their talent is uh, just top tier right now. You know, like now is definitely a crazy time to uh, deal with that kind of stuff. <laughs> hey, what's up, Weekly? How are you doing, Weekly? Howdy. Welcome to the party. We just talked about an amazing match. All right. Anyway, I'm going to bring this program back up here. Uh, what was next after this? We had the NXT North American title match. Johnny Gargano defending his championship against Kushida. 60% of you say Kushida upsets and takes it from Gargano. 40% of you say Gargano retains. 40%? You were right because after two, count them, two one final beats, Gargano retains his championship. One on the outside of the ramp and then the other one to the ring. Mm-hmm. He frees himself from the arm lock by recoiling Kushida into the ropes in a very unusual and orthodox way. And then he hits him with a terrible one final beat on that ramp on the outside. What's that shit made out of marble or something? I hit him in the middle of the marble ramp. That's what it looks like. You know, I, I don't know if I keep forgetting in between the entrances, but was that shit always up that high? No. And uh, I'm hoping that they painted rubber marble, <laughs> you know, because some of the bumps that motherfucker see, looks steel. Like it, it, it looks rough. Whatever it is, it, it looks very like you could kill somebody with it. It doesn't look like you should be bumping on it, which I guess makes it cool for me as a fan. But it does it really. But anyway, he winds up recalling from that. Then he hits that one final beat on the ramp, rolls him in one final beat in the ring. Ding. And that was the end of that. Kushida tweets out, uh, one, one of the reasons why I signed with WWE was for a match with him. I lost something today, but gained more from tonight's match. It is not a, cli- a climax yet. The climax is still ahead of me. Thank you. So, yeah, one of the reasons why this guy is in this company was so that he could face Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling. And it's funny because having a character like Gargano, who's currently playing a cowardly heel, it becomes very interesting when you see the way that it's changed. You know what I mean? Where like, he's one of those people where he's so good when he's in the ring, when it comes pay-per-view night, uh, he, he really is like Johnny pay-per-view or Johnny takeover because he's not cowardly there. 
Uh, uh, he, he brings the fight. Yeah, he definitely brings the fight. Even when there's unforeseen circumstances before his match even starts. Even when there's unforeseen circumstances before his match starts. Like, like I don't know, maybe stub your toe, you get food poisoning, somebody kidnaps your friend, you know, shit like that, usual. Yeah, I'll bring it up here. <laughs> this fucking made me laugh, because I saw it the second I happened to happen. I love the little dance there. This is the dance. This is the dance. Watch Austin Theory, guys. Take a look at Austin Theory in the background. Got him. Well, Johnny Gargano. Got him, got him, got him. Did you see that? And that was it. He was gone. What kills me is how long it took anybody to realize he was gone. Nope, they were all posing. They were all doing their way stuff. They were all happy. Look, he went to do the hand with nobody there. <laughs> that should be our screenshot. Gargano doing the hand, and there's no there's no one yes, doing the other side the of the fucking hand. That, that or if you can catch the moment Loomis catches him, one or the other. Yeah, right. That's so hand. funny. Cause like I, when it happened, my instinct thought was like, yo, I hope he gets all the way to the ring and doesn't notice it. Oh, man. Like, see, if it had been me, I'd have been an ass. I'd have rolled that one out. Like, that is so messed up. <laughs> took your boy out. You didn't even know till you got to the end of the thing. Like, took your boy out. Anyway, I'm sharing that for you guys on social media and stuff in the chat room. All right. What were your thoughts overall uh, in regards to uh, the match? Brutal. Yeah. A lot of so a lot of thudding sounds in this, that's for sure. I asked in the chat room, and I guess you want to call it, I never, I've been meaning to ask every time we've talked about NXT, what do you think of this new look with Kushida? Do you prefer like this or his old look with back with like the shorts and everything? Uh, back with the shorts and everything. Yeah. This looks kind of, I don't know. Why, like, that's just, why does he look like that? I guess it's to represent this new vicious streak in Kushida. Because, I mean, ever since that feud with the Velveteen Dream, he's been a different Kushida. Well, when's the last time before Kushida in anything, not just wrestling, that Blue Jeans has represented viciousness? I guess every fucking street fight they usually have whenever they have everybody wrestling in street clothes I've, and shit. I've just never seen jeans meaning you're vicious. Like, oh, this guy's wearing jeans. You, you know how this company is. They go with the logic of, hey, you remember that street fight where Shawn Michaels wore pants and a shirt? Guess I don't, what I mean? I don't like it at all, actually. I think that Kushida needs to go back to looking the way that he normally looks. No one should look like that when they're wrestling. But how are they going to convey that he's vicious? Exactly, right? Their fucking logic. But, yeah, it's, it doesn't bother me as much, but it's like I just started thinking about it the other day. I was like, yo, he never went back to those shorts. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe his clothes are lost. <laughs> Some shit. I don't know. I, I prefer to think it's some dumb shit like that than to uh than to think anything else, you know. <laughs> right. As far as uh as far as that kind of stuff goes. But anyway, uh yeah, this was this was brutal. I mean, when I really look at the stuff that happened when he was slamming Gargano on the outside with that hoverboard lock, then he was going uh he he after he hits him with the hoverboard lock on the outside, he comes in to reset the ten count. Uh Gargano catching Kushida with that neck breaker between the ropes, um, which is essentially where the uh, momentum changes because before that point, Kushida had him. And then from there, that's when he starts doing stuff like the octopus that bled into the crazy pinning combination. Um, 
that that whole mid sequence where they're basically um going for the same hoverboard lock on each other i thought was really good um they had a middle rope uh long dart slash snake eyes um which i thought looked really solid because he essentially he hooks the right arm before he snake eyes him into the middle rope yeah he's literally trying to get it he's still fighting for that like i've never seen kushida fight so hard for that shit for that hoverboard lock Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was because incredible. like he he's trying to get him in it, and Gargano almost kind of looks at the turnbuckle like, "Oh, free arm, launch arm." Yeah, Kushida also has this avalanche Spanish flag that goes straight into the hoverboard lock that had a dramatic rope break. That looked like that could have been a finish, but it was a false finish into the rope break. Uh, like I said, I thought it was really good, really solid stuff. It's incredible that at the end of the day, Gargano retains here. You know, yeah, so, uh, was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff on his part. Uh, Gargano did have a post-interview here, so let's have a look and see what the man has to say. Maybe he's not superstitious anymore now, right? Johnny, there was a lot of uncertainty whether this match would even happen tonight, but tonight you retained your NXT North American Championship over Kushida. How are you feeling? How am I feeling? I can barely move my left arm. But last time we talked, what did I tell you? What did I tell you, Real McKenzie? I told you that tonight was an opportunity. This was a dream match for a lot of people, Johnny Gargano versus Kushida. But tonight was an opportunity for me to remind everyone who the hell I am. And I did exactly that. See, people look at me now and they think I'm a joke. But no, 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 no. I am the NXT North American champion for a reason. And that reason is when it's takeover, when the lights are bright, absolutely no one, no one on this planet is like me. No one can hang with me. I told you that. And what happened tonight? Kushida couldn't hang. Kushida is one of the best wrestlers in the world. One of the best I've ever been in the ring with. I can, I can say that after being in the ring with that man, that man is great. But he is not. He is not Johnny Gargano. There's only one Johnny Gargano, and you're looking at him. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, where is Austin? If you think... If, 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 if you think I know where Austin is, it, wouldn't he be here right now? Wouldn't he be here? Where's Candace? Oh, Where's Indy? Shit. They're not they here. Never... That's what I had to wrestle with. That's what I had to deal with tonight. I had to go out there and defend my title with Austin's, wherever the hell that. he is, on my mind. I locked up not knowing where, basically, kind of, my son is. <laughs> and I overcame that. That's amazing. I overcame Kushida. I overcame the uncertainty of Austin's whereabouts. I overcame a lot tonight. And now what I'm going to go do, I'm going to go talk to Candace, go talk to Indy, see if they found him. That's, that's how I'm spending Valentine's Day. What a great Valentine's Day this is. Trying to search for Austin. But, but, on the bright side, at least I still got this. Good Valentine's Day. Good Valentine's Day. I hope you find Austin. Congratulations on your victory tonight. <laughs> Fucking car game running around. Where's my son? Have you seen my son? <laughs> that is amazing. Austin, Austin Theory. Theory. There was a guy named Austin Theory. They got yanked. If you go back earlier, he got yanked from behind. You know the way I do those stealth moves in Cyberpunk where like there'll be a guard and you'll suddenly see the hand clasp over and we'll pull him into the thing. Well, his buddy Austin, that happened to him when they were walking to the ring. Motherfucker did that. It was splinter cell like precision. I didn't realize that he's still not back. I was thinking about that the whole time. I was surprised he was that composed at the beginning of the interview, and I was like, wait a minute, Austin's still missing. Go on their Twitter. Can someone go on their Twitter? It's so funny to have to do that, right? <laughs> like, what, is he going to stay gone until Wednesday? Like, what is Gargano He'll and probably be gone. Say? Remember what happened to fucking Strong? He had them over. Is he going to sell that shit and be missing from Twitter, too? 
Yo, oh my god, imagine if his Twitter just suddenly deactivates. Or he'll come back with blonde hair and a mustache too. That'd be fu- wow. It'll be like when uh, even though this brings back bad memories, it'll be like when a uh, Nitro Warrior got the disciple, and like later on he came back and he was a little warrior. <laughs> Remember he turned the baby face. Hogan goes into the bathroom and he's looking for the disciple. Disciple. And it was like mist and shit everywhere. And then later on, he comes back and he was a little, they were both warrior. He was warrior, even though it's the old WN. How does one warrior nation have two warriors in it? Because the disciple became like a mini warrior. Then at that point, it's two warrior nation. It's the two world order. I brought back some bad memories there, didn't I? Over here trying to break down WCW and they both hit logic. Well, hopefully the same isn't in store for Austin Theory and he doesn't reemerge with blonde hair and a mustache. And it's just two Dexter Loomis now. And they have more of a loophole than fucking WCW did. Because then this guy's going to become a tag team slut because he's already had Seth Rollins, Gargano, and then Loomis. We're trying to avoid that stigma nowadays. Don't you I don't think? Know if anybody, I don't even know if anybody counts Rollins at this point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think we're done with that match. That moves us on to the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic 2021 final match for the men with MSK's Nash Carter and Wesley facing off against the grizzled young veterans of James Drake and Zach Gibson. 40% of you out of what was remaining from the roads thought that Nash, Carter, and Wesley, MSK, would go over. Grizzly young veterans came in with zero. Not one of you thought the grizzly young veterans was going over here. And the finish being, what was that? Was that like a double team blockbuster or something? That, that was a, a springboard variation of their finisher. Yeah, really. Because instead of just running from the ropes, he springboard off the middle rope and then went into that spine buster blockbuster combination. Yeah. Solid stuff, that's for sure. Yeah. A very deserving tag team. See, I knew NXT wasn't stupid enough to not have these guys win. Okay. Like they were they that's the most that was the most exciting team in this whole Dusty Cup this year. I'm glad I watched Wednesday because seeing them work on Wednesday made me realize that there's a you know what? these guys are going to... You just made the list! Oh, Thank no! You. Oh, here we go. Thank you, Sakweba. Sakweba Loopso for the, for the follow there. Loopso. You're holding yourself, aren't you? You're bracing, just in case. You know what the bad part is? Might, yeah, you for, for that, too. But... Uh, <laughs> for, <laughs> you thought it was going to be a follow party? I really thought it was gonna happen again. Like it wouldn't be fucking surprising. Yeah, I guess. But like at this point, like, I, I heard that. Video. I, yeah. I heard that name, and the first thing that popped into my head was freaking Clabu Clatu Baranikto. It went on. almost around the same page if you listen to it just right, but it was great. What if the person <laughs> takes their follow back now because they don't like Bruce Campbell? Wouldn't there be some shit? Don't ever have sugar-free gummy bears. Remember that talk I gave you yesterday during the cyber <sighs> stream about gummy bears or whatever? Don't make sure they're not sugar-free unless you're looking for laxatives. Right now, I'll link you a fucking Alonzo Lirio video. They give you every reason not to do that shit. The reviews are nuts. It's ironic because I forgot all about those reviews. But the other day, I was looking for just sugar-free stuff, and I was like, "Let me see, look into some sugar-free gummies on Amazon." I googled them, and that reviews there, man. <laughs> like that's the review. That's a shoot review about their bowels and shit and everything that happened to them. And it's all over. Like when I scroll through, because I usually read a lot of Amazon reviews, I scroll through all of the people had it happen. Yo. <laughs> The only person yeah, who didn't have it happen was this one dude who got him on purpose because he was trying to prank his friends and he said nothing happened to them. And that was probably just God protecting them. <laughs> because if you look through the rest of that fucking Amazon thing, everybody who had those sugar-free gummies is, is dying. <laughs> it's amazing that something like that exists. Either that or somebody made enemies 
somebody fucks someone else's <laughs> wife that's the president of the company that makes these and he just hires people to go on there and just talk shit about these gummies for years because when we first talked about those what was it back almost six years ago on this show shit will have you shit in your fucking insides and i'll clear right out anyway <laughs> where were we I, that's that's a shoot where were we we uh, had just uh confirmed that yeah msk we yeah. talked about the fact that you um watching them on on wednesday basically sold you on those guys right exactly they did when i saw these guys on the wednesday show it just made me realize that there's a good reason to push them and uh that there was a possibility that they might be getting like one of those fast speed pushes which is sort of what they did and uh yeah i thought it was i i think this was really solid as far as the msk stuff goes um we could get into the other stuff afterwards first i wanted to hear a little bit about what you thought in regards to this yeah so sorry oh but yeah um yeah when they um first announced the bracket i just remember we had talked before about the fact that like hey the rascals are coming to nxt mm-hmm. so i see this team msk and my, my initial thought was like i wonder if that's fucking them and lo and behold yeah they turned this freaking living cheek of a tag team loose yeah, they are tired. Especially the that guy. Uh, this guy right here is incredible. Yeah, Wesley. Look at this fucking Wesley. kid. That, that, this guy is very special. Formerly like known are. as uh, Desmond Xavier in I, Lucha Underground. Desmond X. No, Desmond rem- X in Lucha Underground. Desmond I, I Xavier remember, in Impact. I remember Desmond Xavier from the Indies without the other guy. That's kind of funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like, these kids are, are nuts. Yeah, no. that that Very, very solid team. Uh, that they have there and i'm glad that they were able to put something like this together it's this is what i'm talking about though when you look at this nxt these are this is top talent you know what i mean there's a standard here uh and it's like almost a self-imposed standard no one's telling them they have to be that good but at this point how can you not you know what i mean it's like it's (laughs) everything they did was fucking insane like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they, this this tag keeps scaring me sometimes because of the level of body control they have. But yeah, like when I first saw them, when I first saw them, like from the get go, I was like, "That's my pick." Yeah, like because you there. they're 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 a tag team nobody else has seen before. You can't prepare for a tag team that can do the stuff they can do. No, no, you definitely can't. Like, and it it was gonna get to the point where I kind of figured what's gonna happen is even whoever makes it to the finals, that's nowhere near enough time. To learn what this team does because they do six new moves every match. No two matches with MSK looks the same, and there's a reason for it because they have a Jericho list worth of moves they do. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredible. I'm, I'm definitely sold on them. Uh, like I said, this was top tier talent, and it just blew me away. And I'm really excited with what they're gonna do. Um, and I know everyone's worried about the third guy. I don't really know him that well. But uh, I don't really think that they would have given them that spot with three guys. It's the Dusty Rose Classic. There's two teams. So at some point, they would have only sent two of them in there anyway. He would have been like the odd man out. Uh, maybe this opportunity would have presented itself if it would have been all three of them. They would have done something else with them. So this worked out yeah. for the better. And the guy wanted to stay there. So uh, yeah, as far as the match went. This, mm-hmm, go I was going to say, yeah, but then this kind of kills the one thing he said in that interview we played on Monday where he was just like, Impact did all they could. NXT already did more. Yeah, but as far as the match goes, uh, they have all kinds of stuff. Bronco Busters, those double stomps to the back, the insane over the rope dives. Uh, honestly, the Grizzle guys were the ones that were sort of disappointing. Like I said earlier in the show, a lot of forearms, elbows, rest holds. Um, 
I don't know. Um, it was, for me, it, it was just weird. But but Wesley, the way he flips over the ropes, the, over the middle rope, does the middle rope dive. Nash Carter's pretty crazy, too. He has that high-flying crazy springboard into a cutter that he hit. Uh, I believe it was uh, James Drake with it. I could be wrong. but uh, yeah. And then the Grizzle guys, they have that double-team high spot that they do. It was like a false finish. I forget what the exact spot was or what to call it, but they, they were really good. Uh Lee hits this top rope corkscrew moonsault that was really solid. Um, then the Grizzle guys, they hit like a suicide dive doomsday device on Wesley. Literally, I they have Wesley, Wesley in a, die. he's in freaking, uh, electric chair position. And, Chip, uh, you know what? You just made the list. Oh no. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> thanks for the, thanks for the follow, Shakir Khan. Uh, but yeah, he's in a, Khan! Yeah, we'll I gotta get, I gotta get the, the final. Oh, thanks for liking the stream too. I gotta get the uh the William Shatner con. Right. So if you come and hang out with us, I'll press that button every time you come and you hear William but Shatner yeah. go con. I, I like that. I like that when they hit that move though. Um, Wade Barrett even referenced that's a move they use to win the NXT UK tag titles. That that um that suicide, that suicide doomsday, doomsday, device? doomsday on the yeah, outside. But it must have been in the ring if they won the titles with it. The, the whole thing that made this brutal. No, but what it was, uh-huh. uh, what it was, it was the last move they hit before Ticket to Mayhem. Oh, I see. Okay, I was going to say, you're on yeah, the outside, that, that which, is, which is part of what makes it so terrible because there's so many parts, if you haven't seen them wrestle, the move's almost a spoiler because there's so many parts of the move that you're going to think, nah, this isn't going to happen. Nah, this isn't going to happen. It almost looks like one of those things where it looks like someone's trying to German suplex someone and they're holding onto the ropes and you're just like, no, they aren't going to be able to. They're going to they're gonna tease it. They're going to tease. Oh, God, he went. He went. He's gone. He knocked them off of it. It was like everybody actually went. <laughs> definitely what this match did show me is that they have definitely been toned down since they came over from UK. Oh, Because yeah. they were a lot more smash mouth. Like, this was a force in NXT UK. Yeah, well, I'm not sure why they got turned down, but yeah, definitely the American not the same guys over. Young veterans, I remember. Yeah, well, MSK wins. They uh, they 100 deserve it. They did the same little celebration with these guys that they did with the other guys. They got a lot of uh, confetti, more confetti than I've ever seen in all the years I've watched this brand. Ring of Honor has streamers. Is confetti gonna be the NXT thing? Great, <laughs> right? They definitely deserve it, man. It says legacy lives on. MSK's legacy. Just- yeah, that is something else. I wonder how uh, the Trey Miguel guy feels. Like, does he wonder if he regrets his choice or if he's happy sticking around with Impact? He talked about how he had trained. We talked about on Monday show how he had guys there that he wanted to train and stay close to family. So you almost can't blame him. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that is really cool. Good for them, man. Really cool stuff. Yeah. I'm just saying right now. Uh, I'm calling. I'm calling my shot in the air now. Lorcan and Birch better get ready to say goodbye to the fucking titles. Maybe not right away, though. Maybe not now that these guys, now that they know that they're capable and they've made their mark, maybe put them on a slow burn. Maybe don't push them too fast. You know? But then again, they haven't even said when they're going to win both uh, classic winners are getting their next title, getting that title shot. So, yeah, have them work a little bit. You know? We don't need to. This is already pretty sudden. You don't want to overdo it. You know? You still want. The whole the whole reason that they got over, despite being talented, it's a lot like those other guys that are in AEW, the two young guys that look really young. Uh, yeah, top flight. Yeah, top flight. Where it's like part of what gets them over besides their talent is the fact that they're coming into this and they're new when they're in over their heads. You know, if you if they win this and they win the titles, you lose that. Now they just have to be really good all the time. You don't want to do that too much. Um, let me see what they are. Uh, post show is here. 
MSK, congratulations on winning the 2021 Men's Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic and earning a future NXT Tag Team title opportunity. How does it feel to make this big of a statement? Uh, I think it's kind of a tandem, unanimous. <laughs> oh! This is literally mm! the best night of my life. Oh, my God. Uh, just this one, not only for it was it for my dad, like I have this tattoo for him. I felt him watching me, but like this goes out to anybody out there that feels like they're an outcast or an underdog. Like you can do it. If we made it here, you can do it, man. Like there's nothing that can stop you out there. Take what's yours, take it and run with it. Cause that's what we did tonight. We are the 2021 Dusty Classic champions. The next stop is those tag team titles, those championships. I want the gold. I want the gold. <laughs> we want the gold? We want the gold. So we're going to get that gold. Yeah. Well, as soon as we get that opportunity, it's ours. And that's the MSK. All night. And all day. Oh, baby. I love you, bro. I love you, too. Oh, the feels. I could give a damn how long they've been at NXT running boys they belt. <laughs> because ready, the thing about it is, they're this good now. They just keep getting better. So we can wait that they're on god tier tag teams, or we can just run that shit now. Because let's be real, what have Lorcan and Birch been doing since they won those tag titles? I mean, they deserve those tag titles. Besides hanging out with Pete Dunn. What anyway. Oh, what's up, Hassan Raza? Sorry, man, I wasn't looking. I have a lot of stuff on Hassan. my screen. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up with everybody. There's so much shit going on. I have no idea. But yeah, like it's not that I don't like Lorcan and Birch. I am glad that they have gotten their run, but it's like they haven't done much lately. Yeah. Whereas I, I whereas I'm also looking at it from a sense of NXT can right the wrong that Impact wasn't smart enough to know that they were doing and give this highly tagged, highly um talented tag team the run they deserve. Well, that run should start with a chase. People are always more over as baby faces when they're chasing than when they're defending. You know, and uh you make an angle out of it. If you're gonna have to, if you do decide to do it, have them have a series of matches with these guys. It can't just be the not yeah, the next yeah. time we see them, you know, like this has to there needs to be some space here. Yeah, I would I would definitely say have it be uh multiple matches with Bridam to get to those tag titles, but it's uh it's it's gonna be interesting to see because I'm also curious of when exactly that match is gonna be. Are they gonna do it on NXT? Are they gonna wait for the next takeover? Like Yeah, that's a good question. That is a good question. But I think for a while I'd like to see them face other teams, give them a bit of a slow burn. Like what you know, they're not gonna fight Brazango yet or anything? Yeah, what I would say, because I, I wouldn't say like the next time they wrestle, go for the tag titles, but let them, yeah, let them start messing around with some of these other tag teams first and just kind of always have it looming the fact that they have a tag title job waiting for them. Okay. This brings us now, moving along, to the NXT women's title triple threat match. Io Shirai defending her championship against Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. 60% of you say Io Shirai retains her championship. 20% of you voted that Mercedes Martinez does, and 20% of you voted that Tony Storm wins. Finish being Io Shirai sliding on in with that moonsault, huh? She yoink, yoink, yoink. I noticed that's like her trademark in multi-women matches now. What, to have the cameraman focus on the ring when a high that, spot's that, going that, on? That, that just off-camera, <laughs> out-of-nowhere moonsault. Yeah, it's wonderful. Only I off camera because like, they don't no have the right camera on. It, I've never, I love yeah. it because no matter how many times she's done it, I never see it coming. Of course not, because they have the hard camera fucking, they don't even, they have like the I camera. Mean, like, I, said, I mean, like, I can't in. predict what is about to happen. 
No. Like, like every time I, she like says it, you, I'm just like, oh shit. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it works, you know. What was the spot that led up to that? Because it was basically someone else hit a finish, right? And then she just comes out of yeah, the sky, um, lands, and Tony, takes the pin. Hit, Tony hit Storm Zero, and Mercedes kicked out. And then she hit her with one more move and tried to get the roll up, and EO moonsaulted into the pin. Yeah, which EO Sharon, you know, it makes sense to me, man, because honestly, I would never give it to Mercedes Martinez. I know it's mean to say, but it's not right now unless something changes. And honestly, I'm not. I'm not same thing goes for Tony Storm. Like, to be the UK champ. See, but the, the fact that she was UK champ makes her damn sure more deserving than Mercedes because she's been there. But you know what the thing is? Not everybody should be champion. Not everybody should eventually get it. Some people should probably never get it. I think in order to retain the credibility of the titles and the exchanges, like not everybody, no matter how good they get, should be it. And I, for me particular, I doesn't mean if it happens, I'd be against it. But for me, I just don't see Tony Storm as somebody who really should have the NXT Women's Championship. See, with me, I'm the complete opposite because I looked at how long she had that run as a um, UK Women's Champion. The fact that until tonight, EO had never beaten her in a match. So it's like she had his, she had a little bit of history on her side. Like I said before, Mercedes was kind of fresh into this. She just, she left. She was a retribution for two seconds and she came back. Whereas there was all this build behind Tony Storm because it's like, oh shit, this is the girl who fucking Kaylee Ray damn near had to kill her to get that women's title off her. She has history with a former champion in Rhea Ripley, and she was the last May Young Classic winner. So it's just like they could have worked it in, and it definitely would have been at least an acceptable outcome. But yeah, EO's running a little too hot with that title right now for her to lose anytime soon. Yeah, I, I think so. I thought it was out of nowhere, too, that they just brought Tony Storm in and torn, turned her heel anyway. That's not really working that well. Yeah. See, the, the heel thing, you know, the heel thing was completely out of left field for me. I knew she probably wasn't far from a title shot, but yeah, the heel turn was weird. Yeah, definitely. Uh, overall, thoughts on uh, the physicality, stuff like that when it comes to this kind of match? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, right. What I loved about this match, and they did it for a good portion of the match, they made a very good point to the fact that it's like the second one person forgot about somebody else, that other person wasn't far behind. Yeah, definitely. Like, and Mercedes there was, there always felt like she was the one was... creeping in from the shadows, you know, like, oh, here's Mercedes coming from on the bottom of the screen. Look how many times. No one not, Take a not, shot every no time she comes from like, the bottom. <laughs> no, no one not like a few minutes earlier, Mercedes had gotten taken out. See, I love that she hit this because I haven't seen this move, this spire German suplex from the top rope. I haven't seen this done in so long. That's because it's dangerous as hell. Yeah. You know, that is crazy. And then this girl just see this, like this total disregard for for their bodies here. Oh, really incredible. But yeah, I love how physical it is. And this double stomp that she hits here, man. Those double stomps yeah. are brutal. Look at that. Look at that. Looks so Holy much better than Del Rio's, right? Yeah, you know, man, incredible. Good stuff. Good stuff, girl. That, see what that, I mean, man? NXT is the brand, man. How I can't ah. Uh, I can't prioritize anything over over this brand as far as that Wednesday block right now goes. They're working their asses off. I see what the ratings are dictating, but for me, it's just because it's the new shiny thing. This this is like incredible. Yeah, you know what it is for for me. It's not even that. For me, it's because the fans don't like the reason NXT's in the spot because it's not because they see them as the third brand. Because if they did, why did they take them out of Survivor Series? And why hasn't Bianca Belair showing up for NXT? I think I think unfortunately a lot of these fans know. That it's not that WWE's high on them, even though these guys fucking kill each other at some of these takeovers. Yeah. Like they only they only they only do certain things 
for the pop, not for the long term benefit. Yeah, I could definitely and see so that. Then that. That's unfortunately going to hurt them because, yeah, I'm right there with you. I enjoy watching NXT from top to bottom more than I do AEW, but I can see exactly why those ratings are the way they are. And yeah, unfortunately, but... WWE's made it to the point where it's not even about the wrestling anymore for some for a lot of these fans. And that's really the problem. If you're looking for the wrestling and you're gauging it by the wrestling, then uh, this to me is like, this. I see yeah. stuff, I don't want to see stuff I've seen before. AEW is, is Somehow with new guys, they're doing a lot of nostalgic stuff, even in the nostalgic. You know, I've heard them say that they're trying to be like PWG. That's what they remind me of. But PWG was like hot in 2011, where NXT yeah. is just doing, they, they took it to a different level. They made it something that's more their own. So uh, if there's something that that uh, Sean and Triple H picked up from Vince is, which is something every creator should do, there's no shame in it, is finding something that is good and capitalizing on it, but improving it to the point where it becomes more your own thing than what it originally was. And uh, taking that skill from Vince and then their spin on what they think wrestling should be. And this is what you're getting. And I think it's just really solid and really well done. Now, uh, that being said, as far as a few good spots here, just to name before we jump ahead, because I know it's getting late. Uh, Mercedes having Shirai in that dragon sleeper while Shirai has Tony Storm in the cross face, I thought was solid. Um, what was that weird thing that happened with Tony Storm? She's clearing off the announce table and it looked like it collapsed. Yo, the fucking table just said, nah, fuck this shit. I am the <laughs> flat line, right? And, and it's funny because Barrett had to sell it. He's like, I saw that table wobbling because of MSK earlier. And I was like, oh, yeah, did you? hit the table. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't remember there being a table spot with them. Yo, you know what I feel like at that moment? He saw I that table wobbling. Like, I feel like the table was like, yo, these crazy bitches ain't about to bump on me. Nope. That's what happens when you gimmick the table too much. See, if this was back in the day, whatever rookie was responsible for going out there and gimmicking the table, they should get like someone, whoever the Stan Hansen is of that locker room, to just fucking slap them once. You know? So, in other words, anybody who could be on this card. Cool. Yeah, like you gimmick that table wrong, asshole. Incredible. Yeah, this match was fucking all over the place. Like, I love, um,. I love, of course, uh, right before the finish, Tony getting finally cracking off Storm's zero. He tried multiple times to do it. Um, one sequence I actually found really funny. It capitalized on what the match was a lot focused on, on the fact of the third person constantly rolling their way back in. Um, Tony went. Tony hit the hip attack on EO in the corner, ran to do it again, and then got caught with a spine buster. Yeah, and that was brutal. And you know what, man? Just a couple things going back to what you were saying about Tony Storm. Um, surprised that that she hit, she hits her storm zero, and Mercedes just kicks out for a two count. To me, that kind of says a lot about where they have her in the hierarchy of things. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't even like a big deal. Like no one sold the commentary, didn't make a big deal. This is another case of someone hitting a finisher. She just kicked out a two count, like it was a regular move. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm sitting there like I'm sitting there like this bitch won the Dusty Classic of the UK Women's Title with that same move. Like what? Yeah, Io Shirai, that one cross body she did where she climbs that whatever the hell that thing is, and she just yeah, goes yeah, to the, the freaking steel truss on the side. She lands on Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez, and then Tony went to check on Mercedes. I don't know if you caught that as soon as they collided. I, I guess everyone was okay, but I've, somehow it didn't yeah. even look like she took too much of that blow or anything. But it was like that's the one she went to check on. Look, I mean, so, she landed. Maybe, like maybe Tony thought she might have landed funny and just wanted to see, but mm-hmm. it's definitely possible. Yeah. Well, yeah. Overall, good, good match, right? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I mean, I like the finish just because you see that off, you see that jumping from off camera spot every once in a while. I just love how like now every time I see EO in a three or four way, 
and I don't see her on camera, I'm gonna instantly think, "Oh fuck, here it comes." Yeah, because I've right. seen her. I've seen her do it the last three times. She, she did. In fact, she did it when she first won the title, and I think she did it one more time, and then she did it again tonight. And I was like, "That's just her stick now." That's one hell of a stick, right? Because <laughs> like, the, no matter how they do it, the way they set it up, you're not ready for it when it happens. Usually, yeah. sometimes I can kind of see that small coming where I was just like, "Oh, there they are." Now he's gonna do off camera. He's gonna jump. Like with freaking was like when Jeff Hardy won the WWE title. I kind of knew it was coming. I feel like I've seen one of the other girls do that before her, like maybe a Sasha or someone in the next year. That's not the first time I've seen off camera. That's when you think there's a finish. That I think the- Sasha did it um, at Mania when it was her, whether it was her, Becky, and Charlotte, but she did it with a frog splash. Yeah, like the surprise being the off camera bump. Yeah. I just love that, like, Eo's the first person I've seen her do that repeatedly now. Yeah, it looks good for her. It definitely looks it good. It looks really good because her, her, her moon style is faster than a lot of other ones. Usually you see ones with height or distance, hers is fast. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. have such limited time to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, anyway, that brings us to uh, the main event, which yeah, we're going to have a lot five, of. Uh, yes, as usual, take over short, only five matches. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of controversy to talk about here because it's the NXT Championship. Finn Balor defending against Pete Dunn. 100% of this community. Every last one of you from all over, people who answered live last Monday to this very last hour. Saw, you with the face in the corner. Saw Pete Dunn going over. Not one person thought that it was Finn Balor. And I guess I must have been. I have to go back. It was late. I must have been convinced to go in this direction. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm so we, we, we were both thinking it was a Bruiserweight night. Finished to this being Balor rips the mouth guard out of Pete Dunn. And hits him with a nasty basement drop kick to the face, followed by the coup de gras. And then the bloody Sunday from hell, or the nineteen sixteen as they call Yo, it here. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that nineteen sixteen shit. He bloody Sunday his ass. Like he spiked him. <laughs> and uh oh. afterwards, uh who comes out? Only Lorcan and Danny Birch, right? Yeah, yeah Lorcan and Birch come out and jump Balor on top of the ramp. They jump Balor. So the undisputed error predictably come in for the save and i talked and, uh, about this cool. on uh on monday remember i said to you are they teasing finn balor joining the undisputed era right. remember I, I talked about that yeah so they they bring him up and they talk about how they respect him and they're gesturing to their shirts almost saying like he's gonna be one of them but then out of nowhere adam cole super kicks him not really out of oh, nowhere okay. i saw it coming yeah. Like I saw that they intentionally put the logo down there and I was waiting for the super kick. It was like, oh God, Adam Cole's going to super kick him. What I didn't see coming was everything after that. Cause I expected the super kick. Everyone does the little undisputed error shit with their fingers. We go off the air. But Kyle's actually surprised. He looks at him like, how are you doing this? What the hell's your problem? And then Adam Cole super kicks him, laying him out. And Roderick, that, that, leaves, that leaves Roderick sitting there like, what the fuck just happened? You're like, so and it co- it goes off the air, it fades out with Roderick in the ring. So of course they're leaving, or we don't know what Roderick's side is going to be. Now, Bobby Fish wasn't even there, right? Yeah, Bobby. Uh, Bobby's injured right now. Jesus Christ! It feels like <laughs> anyway. You know what the funny thing about it is, and I didn't think about this at the time. He got injured at War Games. I think the last time he got injured was at War Games. No more War Games for Fish. <laughs> right. Make so, it a three man. I mean, if if there's even even there's there fucking. Undisputed Era left. Just leave him out of it. And Kula, that's 
Finger popping has been Dunn's thing since the first UK tournament. So what do it's you think? Just Where do you think we're going here? Because obviously, like that's strange. I, I I found that to be a surprise, which I guess is good. Before so, we even get into the match and the fingers and all that, I just wanted to talk about the finish. So it definitely looks as if they are going to give us a Cole and O'Reilly feud. Which, God help us, we're going to go down this road again. I'm scared. Those were brutal on um, RH, man. Those were really brutal. I, I watched their, I watched the match when O'Reilly won the title the other day. <laughs> Fucking all I'm saying, people, armbar and thumbtacks. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it looks like they're definitely setting that up. I kind of figured they were when O'Reilly got that first shot. Because in my head, I'm like, there is no way in world in the world that Adam Cole is just going to be old. Okay, with somebody else get the title shot, and then even worse, one of his own teammates. So I was just like, it was just a matter for me of when they were gonna pull that trigger. I didn't expect it on this particular situation, but but what happens now as far as the undisputed era? Are they gonna keep them? Do you think they'll keep Roderick and Bobby Fish and uh, Kyle O'Reilly together and have Finn Balor be in it? I, I, I Balor, yeah, Balor being in it, that ain't happening. I can already see that. I in fact, I never even, I never even thought of that as a possibility, just because it's so out of the blue. But they just seem, it seemed like the NXT title is being used like a tool to split the Undisputed Era. I don't know if it would be out of the blue. They've, they've been entwined with each other for a while now. That's the, that's the whole reason why they were even been, able to tease it's that. It's more just been a numbers game thing. Yeah, but like that's the whole reason they were even able to tease that at this because they, they've been so embedded with each other that it almost looked like it was possible. So, I mean, these guys are going to definitely stay aligned. You know what I mean? Like, they're definitely yeah, going to be an alliance of some kind. Maybe like if I need a favor or something. But. I'd put Balor in it, man. I think I'd, I'd, I'd say fucking put Balor in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he'd fit. You don't even have to call it UE. Call it something else. Change it or whatever. And, spe- and especially the best part is since it's NXT, you can't break it up in two seconds like Balor collected did on the main roster. So, which yeah, interestingly enough, I don't know if you heard, they actually um pointed out at some point this week on social media, Balor has officially been made more appearances in NXT than he did on the main roster. Doesn't surprise me there at all. I'm sure most people have. There's probably hilarious. people that still are part of the main roster that to this day have done more appearances on NXT. Has Fandango done more appearances? Um, like Tyler Breeze, has he had yes. more appearances on NXT? I think than on the main <laughs> roster, and he's been around for years without there being a break. <laughs> you know, Apollo Cruz might have even still done more fucking time on the NXT roster, even counting the new the, his, his newly found push. <laughs> Aside yeah, from Kevin and it, Owens, it, it, there aren't many people who I could think of that haven't still done more time on the NXT roster. It's amazing what happens when we actually fucking use people. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure where this is going to go. I don't know if Bowser's still going to be, like, involved in this. I wouldn't. I can't see a reason for him not to be. Or if they're just going to break him off silently and then have this just be an Undisputed Era thing. But I am definitely looking forward to the brutality of another item called Kyle O'Reilly match. Yeah, and you're going to get that. That's probably going into another oh takeover. God, There's going to be some tag teaming and stuff before here in the next takeover. So that's probably where you're going to have people like Finn Balor teaming up with Kyle and with uh, Roderick and maybe Roderick heel turn or not. We'll see, you know? Yeah. And it's uh, also going to be interesting to see if they hold off until Bobby Fish is back. Yeah. Like, kind of slowly drag this out. Now, as far as the match goes, uh, there was a lot of limb manipulation done with the fingers, like you were talking about, the elbow, working on the jaw, a lot of holes in submissions. Uh, we had the backstabber running dropkick, coup de grace countered into a triangle. Then they did the rapid elbows in the triangle. And then Balor what, what was like out, like, but essentially his foot's on the rope while he's unconscious at one fucking point. We're done pulling him off the bottom rope and then the ref stopping him from doing it. it was, there was all kinds of crazy stuff going on. They uh, fucked each other up in this match. 
Yeah, like they they really really did. Uh there was a point where he double stomps on both Balor's hands over and over and then he uh then this leads into the roundhouse kick to the side of the head, but when he goes for the power bomb, Balor winds up DDTing him. And then when he goes for that running drop kick, it gets countered into the insecurity, and then that gets countered into the Pele, and then he counters that kick into the, into the back of the head, and then he answers back to that with the bitter end attempt that gets countered into another bloody Sunday, which wasn't the one that finished the match. Right. So they, they were back and forth. Which even Balor kicked out of, of a bitter end, which I think only maybe not even five people have done in NXT. Yeah. So overall, uh, this was uh, this was vicious first of all i've never seen done fuck up somebody's hands so much yeah like this guy like like this guy's gonna need to wear like a cast forever you know like he's gonna literally be screwed he did it the most I, I think the only time i've ever seen him do it this much more is when he fought walter trying to defend his title yeah there was a lot of brutality for sure and um it looked really good it's still interesting how oh look at that done botches that backflip there was he selling the leg there and then the basement drop drop kick yeah to the, yeah uh, he was selling the right leg because uh, one good. of the things was that he'd worked on his leg throughout the match mm-hmm. one yeah, see, one spot that was just shows how just evil fucking done was he had him like in some weird arm lock and then he took his middle knuckle and just drug it across Balor's bicep. Yeah, not a British style, that, especially from Dunn. It is brutal. There's like a lot of brutality like some there. Schoolyard bully shit. Like, yeah, they're 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 rough for sure. There's, and uh, there's a reason that's the longest reigning UK champion in WWE history. That kid, and he's still only 27. Mm-hmm. That fucked me up when I figured out I'm 28. Like what? Yeah, that's a scary spot to be in, but he handles it well, right? Yeah, I mean. This is where I think I'm liking this second title run with Balor because the matches are more brutal. We're getting to see more of the physical aspect of Finn Balor rather than the flash. Yeah, and you really are. Because this this Finn Balor fights. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're going to get more of it because, uh, because I guess Dunn's not going over. What happens with Dunn now? I mean, it's only the first attempt. It's only the first time they've ever fought each other, so they could run it back. Yeah, There's that possibility. Cause I mean that Pete Dunne's a person where because of his legacy, even already this soon in, he's always going to be in the title contention. Like at this point, his pedigree, his pedigree, and his time at WWE doesn't allow you to take him out of it. It's just a matter of when he gets another shot. Because like I said before, he's been dancing on an NXT Championship run for a while, yeah. and I think at this point, it's a matter of when. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, but props to Finn Balor. Like, Jesus Christ, his last three title defenses, the man's almost died. Yeah, he really has. <laughs> so how and it you... was so funny mm-hmm. because when he went to do his taunt after the match was over, you noticed he could barely hold his hands up. Yeah. Yeah, I did notice. He, it was. I mean, it must have been shoot exhaustion, too, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like when you wrestle Pete Dunne in these summons championship matches, you're shoot tired. Yeah, like, how can you not be as physical as that gets? It is incredible. Yeah, so overall, how would you... Uh... Still... How would you rate the pay-per-view, though? Oh, my God. A-plus, as always. Yeah. I rarely ever... We rarely ever have bad takeovers. And if it ever is bad, it's just because one thing just went drastically wrong. This is definitely one of the better takeovers. And uh, this is definitely one of the better uh, rosters to have a takeover with. So, I think overall, they're doing a really good job with their branding and everything else involving it, you know? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think we're done, right? We're good here? We are done. Yeah, that is fantastic. Good timing here, too. No, Everything uh, awesome. That being said, thank you 
to everyone who is here. Don't forget, uh, tomorrow night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time after Raw, if I'm on time, we will be going over the news of the week and covering everything else that we didn't get to talk about today in regards to the dirt sheets and things that have been happening on on the regular flagship show. Don't forget, throughout the rest of the week, we also have other streams of other things going on. Just check TalkBrunch.com, check Facebook.com slash gaming slash TalkBrunch, check our Twitch channel out and all of the other places. Shout out to everyone who's hung out with us throughout the entire stream and the entire night, including our regulars and our buddies out there like Willie V2 and EB Gamer and Sayaman. Thank you for the host and Stasis Dreams and Tula. Thank you as well. Uh, Bloodluster. Uh, Sakwiba Lupso, thank you for the follow. Saratero Lanero, thank you for the follow. Shakira, Shakir Khan, Hassan Raza, of course, Weekly Planet, thank you for being here tonight and for the entire week for that matter. And of course, all of you who've been listening to us across iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Podcast Attic, iHeartRadio, as well as the dot com, the Facebook, the Twitch, the video, and all the different apps. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been li- listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 437, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dyer, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin Soglow Frazier, we're out of here. And another one's in the book. Shut it down.